I don't think this is what I think about because this is like you know, I (laughs) why the fuck do I care whether or not Bill Simmons is still into the Patriots? It's like a ridiculous thing to care about, and yet because life is is so lonely and it's so hard to get endorphins. Honestly, yeah, that must be what it is. Yeah, Yeah, and and Bill Simmons has here. Here is why people don't like him because you're like fuck. It's Monday morning. I'm at fucking work. Time to pull open page two or Grantland. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Zach Lowe has written something good. Oh, nope, not not today. Zach Lowe is obviously excellent, but right. it's a Bill Simmons article. Let me click that. Okay, the scroll bar on the right side just vanished into the quantum <laughs> realm. This is 400,000 right. words. Yeah. I've yeah. control F'd dad, and there are 4,000 <laughs> different <laughs> mentions. And it's just like, I came here because I needed entertainment and now i feel like yeah. he just inflicted i feel like i'm reading this for his entertainment yeah. not yeah. vice versa so anytime you can even the scales by just convincing yourself he's suffering right. like you did for decades right. <laughs> as someone who read those four hundred thousand word columns i, I did too i remember distinctly I it was like 2013 where he said something he was like wouldn't this be funny it was some basketball thing and he was like man if that happened i bet that'd be as funny as the mindy projects and that was the most like force hackneyed reference I've ever seen. I, I remember, and I, when that he was started, when I was like, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's over for Bill Simmons as a writer. No, there was definitely a, a, a Mindy Project era. Yeah, for like six months, we're just like we all said that was the best show. I think Jamarcus Russell is going to be as surprising a prospect and as satisfying a prospect as the Mindy Project has been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah who yeah. is that reference for, Bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's connecting those dots? So you remember the the Mindy Project? It was yeah. noticeable. Oh, you. Well, the thing with Bill is like he does girls. You went through the girls, like, the Lena Bill Dunham Simmons thing podcast, for a while. But, like he like he's so like clearly, and I love Bill Simmons. I've been with him for like ten years now. I'm never gonna stop. Like I, it is what it is. You know, you're locked in. It's a it's a I marriage make, doesn't make you happy hey, anymore. Monday but where tomorrow, he's gonna, go? gonna have a new podcast. I'm be listening to it at lunch. And when, <laughs> it's absolutely, it's gonna happen. Bill Simmons, you're my guy. That being said, he does this thing where like he so distinctly tunes his opinions to what is in vogue. Yes. He was out yeah. on the Irishman, and then he just like <laughs> it's like, oh, the Irishman's actually good. I watched it again purely because he was getting made fun of oh by people God. he likes on his staff. He and says he, that all the time. I watched it again. Right, you I know have, that's the Rosetta Stone of yeah. Bill Simmons. You're just like he, yeah. he was out on Parasite. He is going to watch it again, and he's going to mention like I think that's one of the seven <laughs> most important movies of the decade. Yeah, it's 100 going to happen. It's a rewatchable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he will be on the rewatchables when they do it and be like, you know, so I watched it on the airplane going to, you know, meet with uh, the Spotify people. And, you know, so I, I guess that's, that's on the Mount Rushmore of, uh, of Korean movies. <laughs> I actually knew you were a Bill Simmons fan. And I wrote that story. I think I told you about that. What's that? Oh, I wrote about the Bill Simmons subreddit for the outline where I dug into all of yeah. these feelings. Yeah. Yeah. The, that, the thing that tipped me off, though. The thing that tipped me off, though, was um, because there's no earthly, you know, in um, Shawshank Redemption, Mm -hmm. where uh, Andy Dufresne gets out and then he leaves clues for Red. And he's like, you're going to (laughs) find, he's like, you're going to find a stone underneath the tree that has no earthly reason for being there. I want you to dig. And that's where you'll find that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I was reading your article uh, guys that go back to college to knock on their own dorm room yes. doors. And I found in that essay something that has absolutely no earthly reason for being there. And that is a Ryan Russillo 
quote. Right. Yes. Well, that he gave, that so that made me go, okay, the, Bill Simmons. Right. Yeah. For sure. Bill Simmons or a quantum fluctuation is the only reason Ryan yeah. Rosillo yeah. should be yeah. popping yeah. up yeah. 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 Sure. in your in your personal estate. Brett, everyone loves board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. Of course, the show account is at Dumb Awful Show. And I could not be more psyched to introduce uh, our, our co-host today. Hi, my name is Luke Winky. I'm a freelance journalist. You can follow me at at Luke underscore Winky, um, where I write for articles for, I guess this show is we focus on my articles at Mel.com, the, the men's magazine, where we where we talk about men's issues. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about a, a lot of guy stuff and a lot of socialism. Guy stuff, stuff and so... And, and don't, don't. What, <laughs> what is more of a guy thing than socialism? <laughs> look, we all... Look, this is like the game of Slapjack, where we all saw the guys and socialism being very similar jack hit the table yeah. and had to reach simultaneously it's, it's guys socialism and a lot a lot of of niche horny video game talk yeah again we already covered that's guys and talk. socialism yeah. Yeah. people know that we're in store i'm a dude you know i'm left and i'm horny about video and games. obscure internet shit we're just gonna go over your articles that you've sure. written for mel because i like Every single every single one makes me laugh. And well, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the Mel Magazine is a great great publication. So all we're doing today is talking about uh, Luke's articles that I love, and really it's just going to be an exploration of just guys and dudes, just a treatise on dudes. Yeah, and, uh, well, I, I like to write about men and yeah. what men are into. I've, we have to hear about women forever. Yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's why I'm against them as president, me and Bernie. <laughs> but no, get ready for this being gross, uh, sad, uh, but more than anything, one thing is it's, it's very funny and just... Men are really complicated creatures. There's a lot of things going on with men. It's achingly stupid of... and so beautiful right. simultaneously. Yeah. Yes. Men are deeply sensitive. Yeah. yeah, I think... Like all humans. Right, yeah. That's like a lot of my, my Mel stuff, I think, drills down to the reality that men are deeply sensitive and kind of petty, but like, are just, you know, there's just a lot of layers of pride and envy and just a lot of weird stuff going on with men. Like, uh, and kind of lost in the modern era. Love, deeply. That, yeah. yeah. It's being a man in 2020. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Patriarchy <laughs> is bad for men too. Toxic masculinity is, is bad for men too. That, that's sort of a, a big through line on all this stuff. Right. Is, is guys, especially, as we're in this time of great upheaval, as yes. it were, right? Guys trying to find their place and find satisfaction. Absolutely. And cope with the isolation Absolutely. and alienation yeah. of late capital. And, and it's apropos we would do this on a podcast since it is the most socially acceptable way for dudes to hang out and talk yeah. now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, <laughs> this is, what a, this is, this is how men uh, uh, congregate and make friends, as they say. Bro was talking to a friend of his, and, and, and he's like, yeah, I, have a, I, have, I live in Brooklyn, and I'm white. Mm -hmm. And I used to be a consultant and I have a podcast <laughs> and 
I'm like gonna expect- message, I'm gonna message you on my burner yeah. and I'm gonna invite you to my podcast. <laughs> he expected that to not go over that well, but at this point everyone's just so lonely. She's like, I'm just glad you have a friend. Right, yeah, nice for sure. <laughs> These multiple female friends have said, Oh, that's so sweet that you talk to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, I'm glad that you immediately peered into my soul right. as to what's yeah. actually going on here. It's like this that. is how we they should have an app. You're like Tinder, you go on there to to meet whoever you're interested in. Um, you know, you're, you're meeting sexual partners on Tinder. There should be an app where you swipe and it's just dudes inviting other dudes to be on podcasts. <laughs> so you set great. it up and be like, that's how you, that's how we that's build male yeah. friendships is that you, it's a, uh, that's sort of just yeah. the, how Twitter works though. I think <laughs> right, you're, you're, that's you're already right. you're got right. that yeah. functionality. Yeah. It's about a third of all the Twitter DMS. I yeah. feel like each year more and more people drop off of Twitter from realizing that it's horrible so that. In 10 years, we might live in that Valhalla where it's just podcasters, quote, tweeting other podcasters <laughs> for the benefit of... Honestly, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. We're pretty close already. Yeah. Okay, so name of the story, it's on Mel, is why do you guys love getting drunk and visiting their old college apartment? Yes. So... Uh, took a long time, that article. Why did it take a long time? It's just hard to... Like it's just hard. It, it's I think it's just, it's an experience a lot of people have had, but it's hard to kind of find people. Like I, there was like no Reddit post about it that I could go message the original poster. Or I searched for it on Twitter. It was it was like a lot of like actually having to talk to people I knew. Yeah, it. it this is something so like embarrassing mm-hmm. and shameful that it's unlikely to create a community. Like when you go and do what you. You say I, have all, I have done this. I should yeah, say. Yeah, so we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. But when you go and like knock on the door of your old dorm or off campus apartment. Have you have you guys done this? It's so it's okay. so <laughs> sad and shameful that you don't want to post about it later. It's embarrassing. I mean, I, I did end up finding them and it I think there is uh at least in the people I talked to, yeah, there's a lot I think there is a lot of shame in it. I mean, what I get into in the story, my experience was being like, oh, this will be great. I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna like- So you went to UT? I went to University of Texas. And you were back there for work. I was back there for, yeah, I was doing a story out there and I ended up outside of campus, it's middle of summer. Um, I went, you know, it's funny, I went to like the corner shop down the street mm-hmm. from where I lived and the same guy worked there and he recognized me. Oh and that, no. So I was probably like on a oh, high from that. no, that's, that is exactly yeah. what happened. You're just like, yeah. oh, nostalgia is actually right. an unalloyed yeah. good. I'm yeah. gonna pursue this now. <laughs> like he was happy to yeah. see me. We had the thing, it was good. You know, that was, I bought like a, whatever. I think I bought a pair of sunglasses from him. I, I hope that like his son was also working in the store, and as right. soon as you walked out, he's like, "Now just watch, he's gonna go to on campus." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It works every time. Right? Yeah. These yeah, guys, yeah. they look like they're in their late twenties. Yep. You mention, you go, "I recognize you." I say it to every single person just right. on the off chance <laughs> yeah. it works. Yeah. So yeah, I come out of that, and I'm like, "Well, I'm just down the street from my dorm." Or no, it wasn't my dorm; it was my apartment. Dorm is a step further. Yeah, the, you have to go up an elevator because of the dorm. That's, the dorm, there might be a, a, a key swipe you need. Yeah, there might be someone tough. in the lobby. That's tough. Um, I, I can't be a six foot seven, all dressed in black Slavic person being right. like, I need to get to room 304. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mention this in the piece, but the guy that actually answered the door was the dude that I that moved into my house when I left. So it was one to one. It was the person who came in. Yeah, as it was, you a, left. yeah but yeah. it was like three years later. But it was the same guy like, oh. after I after I had taken off. Um, so that's somehow even more embarrassing. It was. You're right. <laughs> because, if it was a stranger, it would have made it better. But he was. He was like, oh yeah, yeah. You used to like. He recognized me. Of like, yeah. You used to live here. That's right. I almost feel like which the made more, it worse. Honestly, the more that it's a very tricky. 
there are phases you go through because if you come back three years and he recognizes you, it's like going to the nostalgia well already, huh? Right, You're yeah. like 25. <laughs> right, right, right. And then you get right. to the middle, like 30s, you know, early 40s, where it's just like, yeah, buddy, don't you have a mom you could live with? Like, right, this is right. not almost no person arriving on your doorstep at any actually no if you're old if you're an old guy if an old dude shows up at the dorm that's and cool goes, that's like wholesome that's fine yeah it was like you know when i when i was here it was a it was the first year it wasn't a girls college fsu did you yeah, know that yeah. we're like yeah we, we've been to orientation but i guess like you're, you, you're at that point you're just amazed that your actual apartment has that much history like, yeah oh, you you want to pull him in and just be like <laughs> tell me everything yeah, yeah. you did here right what what everything. age what age does it switch from sad and or uh you know, it's it's literally it has to be sixteen up because it's sad 16 all up, through forties. Okay. It's sad all through fifties. Fifties is where the crossover is. Yeah, for me. a fifty-eight year old guy shows up, it's still sad. He's here for <laughs> football weekend. He got drunk. I, I yeah, would say, I would say the metric, and I've only thought about it for five seconds, but I, I'm I'm pretty locked in on this. The metric <laughs> is: Can you see this guy purchasing a fast car? So once they pass that age, it's it's you're just like okay, yeah, because right. that is the indicator that like oh this is a midlife crisis thing and not like a bucket list. You know this is where yeah. I this just is... revisiting long lost memories. It, do you think it's better if like you and your friend you live with roll up together, or is it that make it worse, or is it worse when it's just one guy that's like hey? Yeah, it's good actually. No, it's good. So me and Brett, right? It, I think I'd be more comfortable with you because if we showed up and actually were knocking on the door mm -hmm. of our old dorm, right? Sally Hall, third or floor. Or New Hall, which has a name now. Or New Hall, right? If we showed up and did that and there was two of us versus like just one of us, mm -hmm. when the person opened the door and was like, we had that awkward moment that right. you'll explain in a second, right, yeah, where I'm they're like, oh, um, okay, like I guess that's cool. Right. At that point, if it was me and Brett, we're, we're older, we're large guys, right? Mm -hmm. We could convert it into a robbery, right? And, sure, yeah, immediately. and like, yes, possibly, possibly pick up the felony, yeah. but avoid the embarrassment of action. Fucking and I'd take that trade, yeah, a hundred percent. So that I mean, so I get answer. into this. My my experience yeah. was open the door, and you're you're at this point. So you, you went you, you went to the the went to the I went Texas to like the, bodega for all for all intents and purposes a bodega. Yes, bought a pair of sunglasses, shook hands with the dude that sold me shit forever I was like, that's cool all right cool I'm are we in the middle of the day yeah it's like two in the afternoon okay um so that's already i'm already i'm riding high on that point right and i make it over to like all right well cool, cool there, there's my apartment right there i i should knock on this door like, i can go look at my parking space and be like yeah like this is, this is great um as soon as you're you feel the swagger as soon as he opened the door any confidence any reason i'm doing this any justifiable action that's led me here just drains from my body and you're forced to be like hi what's up i used to live here i'm not in college anymore and like you're presenting yourself you're like here here i am yeah you really are just like a debutante at the, <laughs> right, at yeah, the saddest yeah. cotillion in the south it truly yeah um and our conversation was like less than you you run out of i ran well, out I of do things say to talk about i have a bit of the old depression <laughs> right, <laughs> that's yeah. why i'm here <laughs> Like very clearly was not gonna invite me in, like kind of like position his, his body language, the way he was standing was kind of like, I, I would like this conversation to last no more than about three minutes. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, 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 because what is there to 100%. say? Here's the thing: in your mind and also his, there's only one thing to talk right. about, yeah. right? 
and even that is is sort of uh, what's the word used before airsats airstats airsats airsats airsats. Okay, my girlfriend I, makes fun of me for using that word. Why? That's great. I use it too much, which is probably fair. Well, I just learned it from you, so so airsats. thank you so much. <laughs> I can't read. Um, even your like great connection is airsats. It's true, yeah. Which is like, hey man, I just you know what. We got in some wild times here, mm-hmm. and I just want to be at the old stomping grounds. Actually, right. think for a second. Did you get into some wild times there, or did you just do all the same shit that everyone did, which is like, you know, drink too much, right. puke, fucking uh, wear shower shoes because your roommate won't stop jerking off in the shower. When yeah. you leave, you take old fish and you Steal put it in the ceiling tile. Steal your roommate's shampoo every now and then. Yep, you, you fucking torment the one roommate who... Wears a poncho every single day yeah. for some reason and is constantly tripping balls. The apex was you like once had like thirty people in the living room and you're like that was the best night ever, man. Yeah. What a party! Oh, so, I remember these. Do you think these are yeah. the same mattresses? I used to just lay on it, not even sheets, dude. And let me tell you what happened here. Yeah, a lot of fucking nights of crying about how I hooked up with the wrong girl at the Sugar Cult definitely uh, concert. <laughs> definitely overheard my roommate cry a couple times. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. So anyway, you did knock on the door. Did not, and I did the not guy the did not want you to be there. And I left, and it ruined the next... It, it, honestly, I was expecting to have this amazing... Oh, I'm back at college. Everyone likes me. I'm more confident. I'm, I'm a grown-up now. Just completely lowered me beneath the kind of, like, confidence or id level that even me as a freshman had. I actually regressed. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you want to, like, go to college... Or go to your college campus as an adult where you're not going to be as, uh, as uh, you know, um, insecure as like a freshman. That experience kind of brought me down even below that. You that know? makes that makes sense because you've gone from a sense from literally being the 18 year old kid who has the world in front of him right. opening up the door to this sad crisis man. Yes. And hoping he <laughs> leaves in three minutes and making it right. very clear he cannot come in. To right. Now you're the other one. Right. You are exactly. that man. Yeah. That is, that's intensely And so the question, I, mean, I spoke to a couple people that have also done this. Does it go well sometimes? What's that? Does it ever go well? Uh, the people I talk to, no. I don't, I, I have yet to, to, I didn't talk to anyone that was like, yeah, and then they invite us in, we partied and it was great. And it was like, <laughs> It's usually either like no one was home or they didn't want me to be there. Or I think the funniest one is like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, Ryan Masillo talks about this podcast, like have a beer on our couch. Like, is this, Did, is this, is this what you're looking for? Like, uh, you know what? Know. I yeah. genuinely feel like that that's would almost be... more to me. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 I think that's the, that's the nadir is the actually they've invited you in. You're actually having a beer in your old couch, and you feel like an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah, there's the undercurrent of like, are you fucking happy now? Is right. this is this everything you hoped it would be? Right. Just, just yeah. imagine showing up in <laughs> Tallahassee, Florida, going to your your off campus apartment housing, knocking on the door. Just 100 percent of the time, it's just white people that love saying the n word and have mm-hmm. no awareness of anyone other than themselves, and them going in best case scenario. Uh, I don't know, sad man, mm. uh, 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 sad man, uh, middle-aged crisis boy, you know, like a, a Hideo Kojima name. There's <laughs> 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 a Luke sad man. Yeah. You guys have convinced me. The only way to do Nostalgia this is crisis just, right. is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way to do this is just escalate. Yeah. I, I used to live here and now that the statute of limitations is over. I just wanted to check and see. Right. Yeah. Honestly, just leave that honestly, way to be like, honestly. now who's in charge? Yeah. 
<laughs> so the, the question I, I tried to... I'll just say there's a kilo somewhere in here and I need to settle. <laughs> That's the way to do yeah. it, actually. Honestly, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. want to become S friends. Slide a hand. Yeah. You slide a hand a baggie and just go like, yeah, yeah. now who wants to hang out? Right, right. Yeah, we just really cracked the code, yeah. I think. Because you're right. Success. Go, going in and sitting... Or just being like, hey, listen, let me, let me go look a store. Let me buy, let me buy you guys some stuff. Let's, yeah, you guys you always know. need booze, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that would be the move, honestly. Oh, if I ever do that again, that's the move. We're just, but here, okay, let me, the problem with that though is you're kind of super batting a little bit because from their perspective, you've just- You're an up. undercover cop. Yeah, you're an undercover cop or you've shown <laughs> up and you're just like, hey guys, pretty cool what you're up to. I know you always want booze, right, you want booze. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. man, it's- you, That can't be the first thing you say. You're it has wearing, to be, yeah. you have to actually connect with the person. They want, they need to at least be willing to entertain you. That's, that's impossible. Then you charm them. That's impossible because even the situation where you get the time, like, even when you get in on the couch, like the Ryan Russillo example. Right, yeah. He got to you, the couch. You've got your beer. Yeah. Right? You're sitting on the couch. That's a... In this scenario, they're drinking... Ryan's drinking their beer also, it, which is already tough. It's a rough <laughs> crowd because yeah. they're... You only really are getting there through sadness, right? Yeah. Where they're just like, okay, we all know what this is. God willing, it'll never be us. Yeah. But now he's here. So what is that conversation like? Oh, different... We had the couch there and we put the TV... Uh, that way, though. Okay, so like, what, what, what sort of stuff happened on the couch? Wow, the bedroom is a different color. Well, you know, we used to, you know, we'd get, I don't know if you guys do this, but we used to get real high and get <laughs> fucked up, and it was wild. Like, anything could happen on this couch. I remember one time, uh, Alex, man, my good friend, he, he, I, he, I, he's fucked my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> your face pretty bad at that point just <laughs> like, just, just right, yeah. into something more exciting and talk about the, the dream the, you, and had this last was night. Night. you guys still play is, smash brothers <laughs> you you think you're gonna be the cool guy you're the cool guy i'm gonna go like oh i used to live here i have a spirit as soon as you lock eyes with that fucking engineering student you are immediately leagues but you have way less leverage he is so much cooler than you he is because he's not the guy knocking on his fucking old college he's apartment. the only person in that interaction that is meant to be there right exactly you're you are going to be out of place and stressed out the entire experience and the, i mean the question i dig into this piece because mm -hmm. it's mel why is it men that do this because you don't talk to any women i i did not hear from any women that say they like to go around and knock on the door and be like hey, but that up? makes sense go on and then i got a theory oh that makes total sense to me because for men, once you leave college, that is the last easy place it is to hang out with your friends the and boys. There's, right, it, it's like easy socialization Except always. That's why we invented podcasts. Finally, a way yeah, to no, hang out. Thank God, with your boys. we finally innovated yeah. on it. Hallelujah! Right, but like that—that that is the last place in which you get. I like do have the more constant, male friends now. Right. The constant social interaction, <laughs> yeah, whereas women actually have functioning social systems that uh, right. that happen regardless of what their setting is we don't so it's like yeah this is the one fucking time so you have you're saying the reason we do this is because that male friendships and male relationships are broken yeah okay. absolutely yeah i think that's I, I got that true. in the military too and you see that same sort of nostalgia yeah. from people in the military when they get out of like i missed that right. and you're like well we were all miserable same yeah. more in college you're like well we are all poor as fucking like it was awful and we were fucking anxiety ridden all the time and right. they're like yeah but you gotta just hang out with everybody was together. There yeah. was like a sense of camaraderie and I, unity. I was like, for me, nice. like, sorry, I mean, you had it, you had it. No, 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 actually, that was way better. I'm convinced by that. So my yeah. thing, I, I was just gonna say, <laughs> sorry, what you said. You know, just the like nostalgia, like death right. thing, where it's just like, you know what? This was the last time I remember being happy. But Brett nailed it more precisely, which is like, yeah, because it was, it wasn't this room was magical. It was the people that were in the totally, room yeah. with you. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, what are you I, saying? I sorry. get into this a piece of just like I think the way I would describe it is not to get all like somber, 
but like i think i've talked to so many people and this is kind of beyond a gender divide i think men and women both feel this god if i could give the brain i have now to that like 19 year old it would be i would have such a like you you look back at college and you kind of see the opportunities Mm -hmm. and the lack of pressure and how deeply none of it mattered kind of in retrospect yeah, I would have dropped down and played video games and posted. Right, you exactly. understand? If you did, <laughs> joking, I'd be wildly. I, I was I a that. something awful fiad poster in the number two first person shooter clan in Call of Duty, <laughs> right? And my that's parents, basically a degree. I my mean. parents were like, "You, you can't do that. Please, for the love of God, do anything else." If I was just like, "No, I'm gonna do that," and also I'm just gonna grow weed, that would have made me the Steve Jobs of absolutely 2020, absolutely of 2020. Yeah, that I would be the Elon Musk. They'd be like, this guy had foresight and and really had his shit together. He's now the richest man in America. Honestly, like, you're kind of right. No, I know. Yeah. I don't worry. We all have to live with and yeah. everyone from that generation oh, has 100%. to has to live with the fact yeah. that all all it all, all came full circle. Mattered. All the your also par- boomers were dead wrong about fucking yes. everything. Yeah, your yeah. parents saying like, get off Team Fortress Two. You're you're right. tying up the modem. Yeah. Uh, what's this ever gonna do for you? You should go do homework. It's like you know who can do homework? Everyone. You, you know who can. <laughs> get a, a fucking Twitch stream Patreon with like 100K. People that are good at TF2. You know who can no-scope headshot? <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of people. What yeah. now? Yeah, that's true. I would just add my my addendum to your theory, which is it's not just guys, this one. Right. It's just that you went to the wrong location to find the women doing this. You probably, so where, where do the women do it? They don't go back to the dorms. Right, Brett, do you know? Sorority house. They, I don't, they don't go, they don't really That is go actually back. a thing, but that's like I'm an sh- event. It's a, that's yeah, that, that's, that's, that's welcome back. way more formalized, though. Yeah. The, yeah. Like going back to the frat. Again, because the they know how to do socialization. Right. They're not like isolated yeah. being weirdos, yeah. like yeah. we have to do. Look, women do have it figured out, right? Yes. Uh, and, and when they do it, it's not embarrassing, because what I always see is they go back to their high school and, like, check in with the teachers that were so meaningful for them right, okay. or they go meet the drama teacher yeah. like mr minor gave a shit about your performance in lay Miz in like 2009 right but I, I remember being in high school and like every week some woman would like walk in and be like oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, miss yep. burke yep. i am who i am now because of you mm-hmm. and i just wanted to say thank you and, oh, and everyone in the room is just like do we all have to watch this <laughs> can yeah. we go back to geometry yeah. oh, i yeah. went to an all guys high school i never you never Nobody ever that? came back. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, in in did, high school, spoke. the people that would show back up, it was women most of the time. Oh, it's so interesting. So that must be that. Ver- you're right. That is probably that version of that. That that's that's how they work that nerve. Is by going to talk. Yeah, to Yeah, they do it in a more sophisticated. What they do is what men don't more do. More socially acceptable is right. is they actually think through the repercussions on the other human being they're <laughs> right. interacting yeah. with yeah. and make sure that it's a net positive for both. Right. Right. And we don't do that. Instead of knocking at a door at anywhere between two p.m. or two, they're also by and the they way it's tied to a person and time and location instead of just the location and time. By, by the way, they're also uh, in opposition to the guys that usually do this sober at the time. Yes. <laughs> if, by the way, if you're a woman that shows up to your high school drama teacher's classroom fucking hammered, please email me at weekly@gmail.com <laughs> because I want to talk to you. That's an important part of the piece. Is uh, the, the men that have done this generally are either leaving a bar or are just drunk in any other way. And they are, it makes a certain amount of sense because if you're in your college town and you're at a bar drinking, mm-hmm. you're already indulging that. So you're just like, yeah, you're, you're going to, I actually think that at that point, if you're in your call, if you're at, especially at a, at a bar you used to drink at the chances of you ending up at your old college apartment are, like more than 60 percent 
can I ask you? Sure. Uh, is it a bit like because because that is the whole thing? It's the pipeline, right? Okay. It's the I'm in my college town to knocking on the door pipeline, right. and a crucial part of that is you're at the bar you used to go to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're smelling the old smells, you're feeling the old feelings. Like there's a little bit of that's high like, dive. And also maybe you're maybe you're like hanging out with an old college friends. Maybe or, the same fucking bartender yeah. who who was in your graduating class is still there, mm-hmm. right? And he's just right. You're like, well, I mean, if this guy's still pretty cool, right. I maybe I. <laughs> but I would think, and let me know, Luke, is there a little bit of like high dive pressure where you're like, well, I'm already mm, back in yeah. the school and I'm drinking back at the old bar. Like right. at this point, am I going to regret? I feel like I want to do it. I certainly, I'm a confident guy. I, right. I could do it. I'm a cool guy. I just had this great, look, I'm back at the bar and it's not weird at all. It probably won't be weird there. And so you climb up the highest diving board mm-hmm. because you won't be able to live with yourself yeah. if you cut out at 90%, you know? Yeah, I think it's like, I mean, I, I've never, I've the only experiences I've had with this are me completely by myself being, I was never egged on by anyone. I've never been like, I, I've never been forced to do like the keg stand, if you will. Um, but Frank the Tank style. Right, is that what you're yeah, about? I do like. I don't know. It's almost like when you're like, like you're solo traveling in Europe, and you're like, I'm gonna go to the hostel bar, and I'm just gonna like, just transform. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna mix <laughs> right in. I'm gonna be great, you know. Like, <laughs> I think is that is that similar kind of feeling? I think of like, yeah, uh, you know, like I'm gonna just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be among the people. I, I'm in the fucking liminal state. I'm in the bardo, and I'm just gonna. I'm gonna mix in. Right, yeah. This for is sure. a low berge. You feel Espanol like you're going to be fancy words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a master of the fine arts. I don't know Sometimes any I of those can't. Words. No, you've seen that movie, Lauberge Espanol. It's the idea that when you travel abroad, everything is in flux. So it's just like, oh yeah, the the oh, fallacy yeah. there is you're the only one traveling back to your college town. That's true. Exactly. Everyone yeah. else is just yeah. trying to wake up for when their math When you go to the class. hostel bar, you here. have other people that are dealing with some sort of existential upheaval. Who have consented to being in like North Paris. Which, by the way, I, I need to write a story about what it's like to finally be the oldest person at the hostel bar because that's also kind of similar to that feeling. But uh, <laughs> my, my brother's in Paris right now. is like, oh. I got three hostels you got to stay at. And he was like, you understand we're old as fuck? I know. Yeah. We are not allowed to. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. When I go to a hostel, <laughs> when I go to a hostel bar or like even just like any sort of like more like traveler's bar anywhere now, I need to immediately find someone that's older than me. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we're set. The day I do that <laughs> and I'm the oldest person, it's, I don't know if I can keep doing it. It's over. At that point, just go back to your Airbnb. You know what you could also do is, is just, instead of doing that, make peace with the fact that everyone just thinks you're divorced. Yeah, that's true. That's not uh, too bad. I mean, it's not true. So introduce that, that yourself. You be like, hi, what's up? My name's Luke. I'm divorced. Yeah. I'm just, here to meet new people. Cut out the middleman. It, it's true. It's not true with a lowercase T, but it's true with a capital T. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think being uh, above the age of, let's say, let's say 28 and at a hostel bar, you are going to have divorce energy no matter what. That is a divorce thing to do. Oh, for sure. <laughs> sure is. Especially by yourself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, dragon shirts. Dragon yeah. shirt, guys. Yeah. So, this, so this is one of Luke's articles. Brett, uh, what's ran, this article about? I want to say November 2019. I don't know. Uh, Mel Magazine. Yeah, this Mel is Magazine. also delightful because I didn't know about this. But you were talking about hooks and the, the hook of more people are wearing dragon shirts now. Yes. Specifically, the silk ones with an embroidered dragon on them that are buttoned down. I'd say the, the Dragon Ball Z-esque dragon yes. shirts, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Here's the thing. That either Knee instantly reads to you or it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. 
I remember I, you either know what I'm talking about or you'll <laughs> never know about anything I'm talking about. I was I went to Northeast High School in Oakland Park, Florida, and I remember one day uh <laughs> this is true. I was in a library, right? Cuz that's where you could go and like, you know, during lunch, we had block scheduling, so the way Florida does things is nobody can be bothered to actually do education. It's all farce. Yep. So you have basically uh was it 3 3-hour three sessions a day. Right. And one of those is lunch. So, and one of those is PE as well. Yep. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm dumb as fuck. So yeah. the out, I mean, yeah. I'm currently doing a podcast. So <laughs> you see how Florida's how going. How well did yeah. I really thrive right. after I left? Three but hours of PC. It's rough. PE, sorry. So you, uh, that's where actually I read Dragonlance. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I love basketball, but like, let's find out if Tasselhoff survives chaos stepping on him. <laughs> um, Spoiler, but, he does. <laughs> so I, I I'd go in the library because Florida's very hot. So you can just sit in there and it's people like, you know, sharing clips and whatever. I remember uh, one, one guy, uh, you know, it's a, a school that's not particularly white. And so one black guy walked in wearing a Vegeta shirt. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then another guy, another black guy walked in wearing the same Vegeta shirt and they oh, spotted shit. each other. <laughs> it's a fucking thing. Yeah. Those shirts are yeah. a thing. Yeah. Uh, now, Dragon Ball Z is what I was aware of. I felt like I didn't see many dragon right, shirts. Right. This article takes it a step further. Did, of... it, did, did the DBZ shirt people eventually go like, well, I'm bored with this or it's no longer cool. I need to take, I need I, to find I something cooler. I feel like the, the DBZ people cool. probably, how many Dragon Ball shirts are you going to own? You're not going to wear like 20 Dragon Ball shirts. Again, Ooh. I have friends at Northeast that would. May, beg okay, you know what? Some people might. I mean, it's like John Lasseter with a closet full of Hawaiian button downs. Right. Like, those people do exist. I mean, think about I, it. You've, I, I hate to say this, and, Luke. And harass women. Just think about but. someone. Like, <laughs> Luke, I'm like, sorry. Almost like that gag in like 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 an animated show where they open up the closet and just the same clothes they wear, yes. but except just all different Dragon, all Dragon Ball shirts. shirts. <laughs> even, even embarrass yourself, Luke. I say this as a fan. Uh, you embarrass yourself because just like <laughs> use basic logic for a second. Mm -hmm. Like all the characters in DBZ, right? Vegeta, yeah. Trunks, Goku. Sure. Assume I can name let's all of them. Let's see how far I can go. Bulma. Let's, let, let's see how far I can go. Yeah. Goku. Yeah. Gohan. Yeah. I've not watched DBZ. I'm, this is based entirely <laughs> on black guy's shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Goku. <laughs> Gohan. Vegeta. Trunks. Yeah. The old guy. The, Android, the android the that, one, that counts for a the lot the other android okay, okay sure yeah the other android <laughs> i think right there are this three. is another yeah, there yeah. are three yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was high risk high reward on that one <laughs> cell yeah frieza yeah i'm gonna be honest this my i'm a little embarrassed if this is not one because it sounds silly is there someone called boo like yes, the ghost yes, yes. got him okay you, honestly at this point you have pretty much like 80% of the, the core canon. Yeah, Krillin was the main one you're missing. Krillin, Yajiro. Well, you didn't give me the opportunity to get Krillin. Yeah, we're did I say Cell you. already? You did. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Like, what? what, what is he missing out of? No, no, like wait, wait. Weird antenna guy. Little baby okay. with the stuff on his face, with the little dots on his head. He's little. He's like, Nyeh. That's Krillin, right? Oh, that's Krillin? Okay, fine. I wasn't going to get that one then. He's, like, not a baby. He's, like, a oh, man. Oh, that's... Wait, well, let yeah, me see. Wait, I think I... Give me one second. Who Yajirobi? is the green guy? Green Piccolo. guy. Piccolo. Piccolo's Piccolo's huge. I get credit for Piccolo. Piccolo, Piccolo yeah, Piccolo is in the first, is on the Mount Rushmore. He's like a top five character, yeah. yeah. All, I, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got that sorted out. So <laughs> my here here's why this this article speaks to me, mm -hmm. is because clearly the DBZ shirts had a, 
effect on me. And that, I didn't even see the art, but I know the general plot points. I've right? recently bought a new DBZ shirt. Is it so. button down silk? It's, but it's not, but they don't it's not, make non-button-down silk DBZ. It is button-down. No, down. I know, but that's the ones we're talking about. I that's are these dragon shirts specifically. I'm, I'm saying it's the only type that exists. Have you ever seen <laughs> someone in a DBZ tuxedo? Oh, shit. I need to get to Aesop Rocky right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's seen regular T-shirts, though. So. Um, right. Yeah, so the DBZ shirts, I think, I, I would imagine for most people, I, I would imagine if you had like a if you had like a pie chart. No, not a pie chart. What's the Venn diagram of people yeah. that own DBZ shirts and just generic dragon shirts? That is going to be pretty close yes. to a full circle. I'm going to yes. say DBZ is your, like, that's your gateway drug. Eh, I, a lot of people. Okay, so. I, I, I never was a dragon shirt guy, as so I don't know if I can. Yeah, dragon like, expert here. Yeah, like, so. Wait, wait, I observed <laughs> a dragon, dragon shirt guy. I never was one. Uh, but <laughs> what are the odds that you are wearing either a DBZ silk shirt with, with bold uh, colors mm. or a dragon one and you're looking at the other going like i wear dragon shirts i would never wear dbz or i wear dbz like it feels like yeah. it's not no, that it's, big it's, a leap what actually ended up happening to me is it's what made me go like hmm, dbz seems kind of cool wow oh so it's that, like that solidarity was your, yeah. that was your entry point yeah. was i have these cool dragon shirts what if also i, had, I was like, into kind of heard of it but i hadn't really watched it at that point sure. and I, then i saw some of the shirts yep. and i was like as a dragon fan i'm very you know what i also like I like silk shirts with uh, warm colors on them. Yeah. So, and I mostly, maybe I'll give it a shot. I will say. Uh, did you also have a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt? I was never into wrestling. Okay. I did have a lot of black band shirts and a lot sure. of black okay. shirts with dragons on them. Right. So, like, I didn't get super into the silk shirt thing just right. because, like, that wasn't. Well, I silk, lived in silk Florida. You through that shit, too. I have to imagine that a silk DBZ, DBZ shirt is going to cost yeah, it's pricey. more money than other dvd you're gonna DVD sweat shirts. through that in florida too yeah for yeah. sure yeah that's, that's tough but that was I always i loved the dragon shirts as a kid because it was like these are my people because right. i was reading non-stop dragon books i have a dragon tattoo like <laughs> we were like i was like those Wait, are my the, those what are the my fuck people. are dragon books oh uh dragon lance right oh okay fantasy. Fantasy. Not really, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah fantasy books right? about dragons though specifically usually they're in there somewhere i mean that's what drew me to fantasy you were books. just into dragons oh yeah dragons you were into cool. dragons you were looking for the expanded canon brett looked yes. at the dragon shirt guy and he was like he had a moment a eureka moment where yeah. he went what if i could wear a dragon shirt even when i've taken off my dragon shirt <laughs> and he got a dragon yeah. tattooed onto his back right a permanent dragon shirt yeah he, yeah that's <laughs> you now what did you like about dragons so much there, was it that they're divas? This was the hard part because of writing. Because this was in the article. Yeah, this is the hard part of writing the story is the, it's a, like, why? We understand they exist. We understand why pe we, that people wear dragon shirts. Mm -hmm. We understand they're making a comeback in kind of a 90s, early 2000s nostalgia thing. You know, I own a DBZ, DBZ shirt now, mostly because of that. But what is the initial impetus for I'm going to wear a fucking shirt that has a dragon on it? That part was difficult to nail down. Now, now Luke in the article talks about how dragons are sort of these imperious diva characters. and There is a badassness to dragons. But... It's a misappropriated badassness. You think dragons are badass. If I wear a dragon shirt, therefore I will be badass. That math does not actually work out as good well, as you it, it will. works out. I mean, as uh, someone with a tattoo, I'm definitely betting. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it works out. Uh, in the article, you say that it, it's like middle school logic, right? Where you don't yes. really understand how to be cool because no middle schooler is right. cool fundamentally. Right. right. So it's I just wore like, a Metroid Prime shirt in middle school. You know, that's the kind of 
echelon I was thinking. Here's, here, here's how I got into it, right? So I, that was the first exposure to dragons. But dragons, to me, scratch the same itch as, like, mythology did when I was... That's, like, I loved mythology when right, I was a okay, kid. Right, okay, sure. Because, like, they are demigods, basically, in most most right. fiction. They are super long-lived. Right. Like, you actually have to kill them for them to die. There's no old age Not thing the going on. and shit. Yeah, they talk. They're usually, like, super wise. Some of them are dicks. Some of them aren't. It mm. just depends. Like, some of them, right? There, there's, like, a very mythological... Right. part to it and uh, there's a lot of cultures with mythology that have things that look very similar to dragons right, so like yeah, that yeah, checks yeah, out yeah, too yeah. so like for me it scratches the same itch of like just this like weird fascinating deity character um and then yeah then they're like now let me make this approachable for a boy by or like for a kid right. by like giving them fire breath and yeah. having them shape shift yeah. and you're like yeah. okay so they're just the totally overpowered character well like i'm super into that I would say, like, so if when you're a kid, most of your clothes are going to be, like, kind of kitty clothes. You know, yes. you're growing up, your parents are buying your clothes. Maybe buying your dragon shirt, and I'm speculating here, maybe when your mom gets you your dragon shirt, that's the first, like, in your fucking prepubescent, like, 11-year-old mind, 12-year-old mind. That's, like, your first, like, adult piece of clothing. Like, I'm wearing a dragon shirt now. I'm fucking I'm up. making a statement now. Yeah. It's not just Oshkosh, Bagosh bullshit. Right, like, yeah. It, it's, it's not, no, it's it's not the sweater yeah. I got in Christmas. No more Aquabats. I've moved Th on. This will probably get me Ooh. laid, which is a just concept that... Good, yeah, good reference right there. Thank I'm also you. a great Aquabats fan, just getting dunked on. I'm <laughs> curious. Uh, <laughs> this makes me curious. Each of us, we'll start with Brett. So so let's say you're you're in eighth grade. What are you wearing? Oh, I pretty much wore only black T-shirts. Um, and what, jeans? Yep. Were you like a metal person? Uh, Emo-ish at that point. Or scene. Scene. You could call it scene. I didn't do anything with my West hair. West Coast, we called it scene. Yeah, I never did anything with my hair or anything like that. It was also Florida, so it was like, yeah. I'm not going to go full goth because like those people are committed and I am not. I'm yeah. not wearing makeup outside Every of Florida. Every goth person is I'm so not, committed. I'm not wearing that much many layers in florida Were you health like, goth like back in like the late 90s early 2000s the white goth health goth health goth you've never heard that term no that was a there was a new york times article i want to say five or six years ago about like black athletic garb like black nike oh. like <laughs> no, black no, nike no, no, no. shirt you know black night that black nike joggers or whatever like health goth oh no no i didn't have like any athletic wear right, fair enough, yeah. I, I was closer to that my thing was uh like in high school i was the nba guy yeah. So I was always wearing like Jason Williams Kings jerseys, uh, yeah. <laughs> listening to like Buju Bonton and Eka Again, Mouse. Shit, that would be so much. If they had like a Jason Williams jersey now, that'd be fucking sick. Uh, I know. That's that. why we're get talking. High five down the street. That's why we're talking to Dave Colon next week, the fucking Jersey King of uh, <laughs> of New York media. Uh, I, I respect that guy because he's like a Room Nine interview the mayor type guy. Right. Sure. Yeah. But he just refuses to wear sleeves. He just wears NBA jerseys. That's awesome. And because like. <laughs> the mayor is not his boss. You can't really say shit to him. Of course him. not. Like you, yeah. you do, still have to talk to transport <laughs> reporters whether or not they're dressed appropriately. Uh, what about you? What was your thing? Um, I was wearing a lot of shorts in eighth grade. This was it's kind of a pre-crisis Luke. I was still very much in the realm of I'm gonna wear whatever my parents get me. Mm. A lot of short, a lot of like kind of like a lot a lot of kind of polos with like one or two lines across the chest. Uh, that, maybe that attracts right. the audience. You know what I'm talking about. Is there going to be know? like a, a, a Tommy Hilfiger or like a, a Polo or Lacoste? I don't know if it was quite that nice. It was usually like Target yeah. or Marshalls. Marshalls, Coles. That was kind of where we were going. Um, yeah, look, there's only so many Latrell Spreewell jerseys. I did a good amount right, of yeah. generic <laughs> Polos. 
I got my first pair of skinny jeans. I remember very distinctly. It's when I you know, arrived. I actualized, and now I'm wearing like sweats and recording a podcast. So I came all the way around. And now, now that I have these skinny jeans, the ladies are going to love me. I'm going to meet one. I'm going to have a, a successful relationship. And then one day before the birth of my child, I'm going to discover that I love pregnancy pillows, which is another article. Right, it's true, <laughs> yes. You wrote, uh, the dudes who love their wives' pregnancy pillows. This is like maybe one of my favorite stories I've ever read. Go off. Um, I, I just love how specific it is. I noticed some people talking about I guess I need to back up there. So when you're uh, when you're uh, a woman and you're pregnant, you might buy a thing called a pregnancy pillow, which is a kind of body pillow that's contoured um, to give support to your womb with a child in it. You know, so you can give more support for your belly because it's tough. You can't sleep on your stomach when you're pregnant. Not that, I mean, like I no no human should anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of a face down sleeper every now and then, but it's Look, everyone you. mixes it up, right? Yeah. Um, even on your back, from what I understand, even on your back when you're pregnant, it's tough. So it's kind of like a thing you can kind of like pin against yourself to offer more support. And what's happened is a bunch of kind of husbands or boyfriends um, have started to like kind of steal those pillows after, um, let's say their their wife would have gotten up and gone to use the bathroom or something. They would roll over and take it until they've kind of claimed the pregnancy pillow. <laughs> so it's about like this bedtime dynamic of. How a pregnant spill, a item that is designed and marketed specifically towards pregnant women, became um, you know an object of desire for the men of the world. Yeah, it's sort of an interesting marketing thing because like uh, it is just objectively pleasant for anyone that uses it, right, but of it course, only yeah. appears under this like narrow aegis of things you might purchase during your pregnancy. Right, yeah, which is such a which is such a specific. Um, vertical of like consumerism is those pregnancy items it's also that, that shit that people just will just buy you you know when you're pregnant when you're expecting people just buy you shit you know that's a safe buy too because like what are the odds someone opens up a gift and goes like oh an enormous pillow right yeah Fuck yeah, you, karen yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no one's mad at pillows that's why we right. tolerate so many of them and is it not somewhat reassuring to know that no matter who we are like even something marketed so specifically towards women and specifically pregnant and pregnant women that even in that scenario, a guy can be like, Oh no, I love this. You know, we're not that different really. Yeah. You, There's a guy in that story whose wife fucking bought him his own pregnancy pillow for Christmas. Yeah. You say here, uh, part of the allure for Brian in St. Louis, who's the father of a three-year-old. Uh, he told you that while well, he loves the feeling of being spooned, he hates the heat. I didn't quite understand what he was talking about when he said that, but I did enjoy the quote. Anyways, he, he was saying that the pregnancy pillow checked all the classic Paramore boxes, mm. big and comfy, but cold and dead on the inside. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I did a lot way. of um, something <laughs> comparing a pregnancy pillow to cheating on your wife in this story. That was, that, that was the motif running through it. No, I get One it. One person in the story made reference to like, like he brought, he rolled up to the hospital. To I go, have this. I have this yeah, quote. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, it wasn't until we went to the hospital for her labor where she actually got annoyed. While she was struggling to get comfortable in her hospital bed that was too small for the pregnancy pillow, I decided to use it during my naps, he explains. So I cuddled up comfortably on the room's couch, snoozing away with her pillow as she laid there awake and in pain. It wasn't my proudest moment, but hey, I had to get my rest in order to help her during labor, or so I tell myself. 
guy's snuggling with his pregnancy, his wife's pregnancy pillow while like what is supposed to be the best, like the most memorable, the most important moment of his life is happening right in front of him. I just like to point out like, guys, let's be logical here for a second. Well, I get that you can't use the pregnancy pillow, but we both agree objectively using this makes us happier, right? right yeah. So what I have to be more unhappy in this chair now, right? Because you're like, that's like saying we both I have mean, to, yes. we both have to drown oh, no, because I'm there's one with, life vest. I'm with her on that one. Like, yeah, dude, don't, at least fuck off well, out of the room. You've never slept with a pregnancy pillow, least, so you don't know, do you? No, no, no. Use a pregnancy pillow, but fuck off out of the room if you're going to get beautiful slumber while right, she's yeah, miserable. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. That's it. Use I'm a pregnancy okay with pillow, bringing though. the pillow, but like you can't flaunt it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's you, a flaunted yeah. situation. That, uh, oh, this is this is. That feels again, like a rubbing it in. I'm yeah. gonna take an alternative take here. This is like open relationship thing. <laughs> Let's say you were there, <laughs> pregnant, in pain. Right? Uh -huh. Would you rather your husband? You don't know where he is. He's not in view. You would have to call him to get him, but you actually get up and you decide to look around and you find him in another room with the pregnancy pillow mm. and you're surprised by that. That feels more like the cheating theme you came right. up with yeah, yeah, yeah. than uh, I open my eyes. Oh, there's my sad soy boy husband uh, hugging, <laughs> hugging my, my pregnancy pillow, but you know what? Bless him. At least he's still here in the room with me the whole time. Like, isn't that and a little bit? Is that bit true romance? Is that what we're all after? I'm guessing in the moment she's not thinking that's that. One, by the way, yeah. that's one of Bill Simmons' movies that he's seen. True right. romance. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> that's, that's true. In the stack. <laughs> no, I, 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 the whole pregnancy pillow thing made sense to me. Outside of that one instance of like, eh, seems a little off, but like, it's comfort. It fucking, it's fucking comfortable. Whatever you branded it as is fucking meaningless at the end of the day. Right. right. Uh, moving on, we were, we, last article we talked about, um, just some extremely nice pillows that guys obsess over. Right. And in this next article, I was thinking we could talk about some extremely nice pillows that guys uh, obsess over. And that is the 50,000 men obsessed with that true detective scene with Alexandra Daddario. Right, yeah, <laughs> an all-timer. An all-timer. Um, so one of the most who are the 50,000 men obsessed with the true detective scene? One of scene? the most, uh, not one of the most popular, but a pretty popular subreddit is dedicated to... Season one, episode three, two of True Detective, which is so subreddit is r which, slash t t d s a w something. A show I have not watched outside of this scene and like one other scene. So oh, the first season alone is incredible. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. I, oh. I know. I know it's great. I just. You know. I like the idea of you've only seen two scenes. Presumably the Daddario one was the first one. That is a, definitely a scene I've seen. So you watch that and you go like, oh, maybe this show is good, and you clicked another scene and it was mm -hmm. like. There's no titties in this. And then you stopped. <laughs> you didn't go any further. You're like, it's just dramatic yeah. tension and characterization. I believe that is the one and only like nude scene in that show, right? That is not only the only nude scene I think in that show, it's also her only nude scene. Which uh, which I got from which, this article. Hey, well, yeah, well, the guy made that very clear to me. I, I So after that published, I did my own research and realized that guy was wrong. There are more than oh one. Oh, my God. I'm glad that you came. Luke, I'm glad you came on Dumb and Awful to correct the record <laughs> right, yeah. on where and there. when you can see yeah. this poor and woman's And to, breasts. like, my girlfriend that might be listening, I swear to God, it was purely, I think this guy is wrong, and I did that research. That is 100% how. Uh, <laughs> Don't let you, this is, a, this is a pro move. Don't let your girlfriend know that you look at breasts. <laughs> the sheer specificity of it, though, because, like, there's, you know, people thirst over everybody. But Alex, like, Alexander Daddario is really hot. She is, but it's just the one scene. That's the the whole subreddit one, one really scene. Really hot yeah. is literally like one of the most common things on the internet. Yeah, 
That is, it's one of those common things in New York. Like, yeah. really hot is not rare. So for the listeners, so explain it. There's a subreddit dedicated to hosting either the same or a different edit or iteration on an Alexandra Daddario nude scene from an episode of True Detective where she fucks Woody Harrelson, I think. I mean, that's a fantasy, right? I think it is. I don't know. I actually, yeah. I need to go look at it again. He's married um, at the time. His whole yeah, she's thing. like, he's like, it's like kind of like a dark scene, really, from what I understand. But, the um, whole show is dark. It's weird to pick one out and be like, this is what I'm obsessed with. That's what. Anyway, I, that's my reaction. Yeah. To that. like, so this scene gets reposted a ton. We got reposted a ton on the different kind of NSFW Reddit's subreddits dedicated to like celebrity sex scenes, and it got so chronic that someone said, "Fuck it, I'm going to create a subreddit." specifically dedicated to this scene <laughs> and it's kind of taken on both like a meme like but also serious dogma of this is where <laughs> we're going to like kind of like worship this this the dario nude scene um can i, scene, I, sorry, can I throw ahead. a quote in sure yeah by all means, by all means. and i mean this, this was amazing speak to the denizens of r slash ttdswad though and you'll quickly understand that the depths of their passion, how their infatuation for Daddario will never be consummated, and how donning 3D glasses before masturbating to the same thing you've watched hundreds of times makes a certain devilish sense. That's a sentence. That, and that you is, wrote that's um, a sentence. There is an edit on there of a red and blue toned, uh, of that a red and blue kind oh, of overlay I, I of that scene. Uh, look, so I made can, sure to do my research right. before this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am a professional. You can wear your fucking honey that shrunk the kids 3D 3D glasses and experience it in in bad 3D. So that that is the level of depths these people are going to. Quote: It's a tough obsession to articulate. You wrote, but for the true believers, there's something about the sequence that taps into an indelible earthiness that they could never find jerking off to Phoebe Cates in Fast Times at Ridgemont's High. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my pull for that. <laughs> the thing with the scene is not... That, you, look, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. You're probably the greatest living artist. <laughs> the thing about that scene is it's not... There are way more explicit sex scenes out there in yes. movies and film. You know, you can go... I think I cite blue is the warmest color. That's like watching a fucking porno at times. There's I literally, yeah. when I said I, I, I wasn't joking when I said like I clicked the links in there. I was yeah. like, well, how bad could a, a sex scene like it, they're just movie sex scenes? Right. Yeah. Now you might notice from our apartment here, uh, very big windows. Right. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I was like, blue is the warmest. Oh, that was like a that was a good like LGBT thing. Yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and just right, check yeah, that yeah. out. That played for about 90 seconds before mm. I had to X out because I didn't want someone in the building across right, to think yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. watching lesbian porn at 8.30 right. a.m. on a Sunday. I believe that scene's about like nine minutes long, too. Yeah, it was. It's a long-ass lesbian yeah. sex scene. So but the, the, the reason that works, though, is because obviously it, it's in a, a, a movie that is really good and is an active creation of right, someone sure, yeah. and, and I've not seen that movie but like everyone says it's a you know there's but you made a, a similar point in the article that right. you say authorship demands respect sure and so it's not masturbation it's paying homage one of the guys you talked to said yeah what makes this so striking is you've brought us so far into the narrative that this has a salience and intimacy that you don't just you don't get from yeah, and there's just like I guess like you know masturbation is often a shameful thing, and uh, this guy seems for no reason. I mean, Brett, how many eight nine times a day? Oh, at least. Yeah, 
Exactly. And when you're committing <laughs> that, when you're when you're feeling that shame, but it's like but when HBO is involved, it kind of this guy seemed to say that made it a little bit less, you know, shameful. It was a little bit less sad of 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 obsessing over something that came that's both critically acclaimed and came from like HBO versus well, whatever, whatever else you're jerking off to over the course of a day, you know? So it, it is a weird bit of cognitive dissonance to go like, no, this is not, if I wanted just straight pruriency, I, I would clearly just type boob into Google. Right. Or I, yeah. I would go to yeah. Pornhub. Right. This, this is about the art. Do you understand that, that, uh, was it Carrie Fukagawa? Fuka, That's what? his name of the director. I believe incredible. Director. I think I have the yeah. name. I think I pronounced it wrong. He's like doing like real shit now. He's but because he things. had a single shot in like episode four or five where it's a consistent tracking shot as they run through a neighborhood. That in Houston is the with other no scene of true detective I've seen. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. I just, you, I, you, I, you, I love was, that, that fucking season. Did you jerk off the tracking shots? Like, I mean, I'd be more likely to do that than the other one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, I get what he's saying, right? <laughs> But like he doesn't seem to be appealing to the sort of inner fantasy that good narrative can provide in like right. a horny sense. He just seems to go like, "What's well, HBO? These are all great right, artists." Yeah. To be clear, I am still just jerking off furiously right. to it, I don't, but I mean, it's good art. This is th I'm not a pervert. I'm a guy jerking off to the Mona Lisa. Are you guys getting this? <laughs> if you're jerking off for like the inner narrative and inner like that, like that's like. That gets into like, well, I'm jerking off to like Harry Potter fanfics. So How? Really okay, characters. first of all, you, know, like, you just you just you stepped in it, buddy, because you're talking. To, I mean, obviously, we don't do that. We're not Warren fans, but you, no, we don't do that. <laughs> but this is normally we don't do this when the the co-host is here. But this podcast is sponsored by Literatica.com. <laughs> well, it's always been that way. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. What I meant to say is it's it's really great to jerk off to. Is, look, the theater of the mind. There's a lot of possibilities yeah. there. I, I think it would make me more sad if someone told me the reason I like jerking off to this Dario scene is because um <laughs> because like I, I really feel like I, I've really gotten to know the characters. I mean, it is an indelible part of the narrative. Like that show is so tight in right. the narrative. You, you would so know better than I would probably, yeah. Because uh, at the time eight it, times a day, I would hope so. Yeah. At the time when I watched it, it was it was very much a like you were seeing like the depths of Harrelson. That's what that episode's about. Right. It's like, this is in the article you write about how it's a real like. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not a like light scene. No, it's no, dark. yeah, that, that's the up there thing. With but it, what yeah. is fun that people forget because I remember watching this while like deeply depressed in Portland. Um, <laughs> there was a you whole. You just say in Portland. That's true. This the episode came out. Obama talked about how he liked True Detective that week, and Dodario posted about how oh shit the president seen my boobs. I, that yeah, was that yeah, happened in the same right, seven day yeah. stretch. That was a good era, like 2014 Twitter. Those are the days. <laughs> I know it makes me such a lib, but I, I love the I, I love the Obama lists. People think they're a fucking psyop that they that someone else makes them up about his like music and TV lists. I'm all in on them. I mean, putting Parasite number one is real. That's a real choice. Do you think you think it's a psyop? You think there's like a staffer? I don't think it's a psyop. No, no, bullshit. He likes that movie a lot. Made it number one. Look, I, I, he wouldn't make American Factory if he wasn't an auteur. He here's the thing. He wouldn't invite Bill Simmons to the White House. That's true. Yeah. If he wasn't actually an embarrassing pop culture dork. Yes. Obama 100% has a secret Twitter account. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's believed. It's 100% out there believe that. Anyway, um, that scene is uh, evocative, clearly. Yeah, it, it's evocative, uh, you say in the article, when it's presented in 
Anaglyph 3D for red blue glasses. Yeah, I looked that term up. When it's presented <laughs> in super duper slow mo, yes, where you the- can atomize her every gesture to Zapruder like security, mm-hmm. so that the most dogmatic adherents can find new bits and pieces to obsess over. Interesting that you used obsess uh, as a euphemism for wank. Alexandria <laughs> Dario presented picture in picture cross hatching so yep. the viewer can focus on each element of the scene simultaneously. Uh, that is one of the edits on there, yes. An orgiastic uh, supercut. I said orgiastic? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I just You typed I it, but I, I didn't I, I didn't realize <laughs> I used that term. The nude scene presented alongside other clothed images of her in pursuit of a sad, desperate fantasy where you're the one responsible for seducing Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't need a fact check on that. That reads right. as true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zero Pinocchios. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the Dario subculture, uh, a classic. We move on to, since we're already talking about furious wanking, why don't we... Go to your article, Cock Hero, the porn video montages that turn masturbation into a rhythm yeah, game. I wrote this a while ago. Um, I, you know, I guess I'm outing myself as like a total fucking perv that I know about all these communities, but yeah, that's bad. Everybody knows about all these. Here's, <laughs> right. a, here's the thing. Most people aren't doing freelance uh, writing, right. so their, their interaction with it is like click. Click. Yeah, they don't have to commit to paper all the things they know. Why, right, why sure. does everyone on this site want to fuck their stepsister for some reason? <laughs> That's odd. And then they never think about right, it again. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you're just like, cha-ching, right. <laughs> let's figure this shit out. Yeah. Your stepsister is my prophet, which, not to quote my dad, but <laughs> it's, it's a proven method of success. So, cock hero, um... Jesus, even for me, that's a, I had to circle back on how dark that riff was. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a Key West level darkness. <laughs> I mean, Cock Hero is also pretty dark. So, so yeah, Cock Hero, this is an article that interests me because I, I am famously good at rhythm games. And, yeah, sure. Okay. And also a top tier just wanker. I mean, you've been talking to me for mm-hmm. almost two hours now. Mm-hmm. It's been clear. I'm yeah. so appreciative that they titled this perfectly. I knew immediately what this was just based on Just the, the name Cock, Cock Hero. Hero. You can immediately deal, drill it's down good to branding. what they're talking about. It's yeah. incredible. So Cock Hero, guitar, if you've played Guitar Hero, you will know that's a rhythm game where you uh, strum a big plastic guitar in tune with music. And Cock Hero takes that, takes that uh, is a genre of porn montages, shall we say, that takes that concept and applies it to wanking where there's a meter at the bottom of the screen as you're watching pornography um, and you are instructed to jerk off, to stroke um, in your jerk off motion in time with uh, the meter as you're watching porn as if to kind of gamify I'm the so act ha- of masturbation. I'm so happy you said that. Right. I was about to throw Gamify? That yeah, gamify. Gamify. Gamify, one of the great terms that entered business and uh, Silicon Valley parlance for about three years right, and then yeah. everyone got sick of the ted talks which were the only deliverable from that yeah, concept and and never, because it was just like you know what that's very cool young lady that you were able to gamify uh your depression but i'm still right. depressed yeah, these yeah. dudes gamified jerking off now i just have a thing i have to check in on on top of my other responsibilities causing me stress yeah the gamification really took a hit uh not in the porn realm though because as you say here uh, and also, you're hero. not getting like nickeled and dime with premiums in in this gamification. Not you yet. can just jerk off all you want. Um, there's definitely gamification on porn. And Tessa Winters, stop making me pay five dollars a video. <laughs> 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 I can't afford premium. 
this is this is what Bernie Sanders is all about. Yeah. He knows that the rich people can afford to pay extra up front for Pornhub Premium, whereas poor people end up spending more because they have to buy the videos a la carte. <laughs> and Bernie Sanders presidency, all the OnlyFans are gonna be any are gonna be only five dollars across the board. No <laughs> one can charge more than five dollars. You say here, quote, if you come before the end of the video restart on the song you came to right yeah that i love that element of it yeah because what they've done is it they've designed the game well so they built in a reason to yeah. keep you playing you can get a high score you see you write for kataki you understand it's about feedback loops right, yeah, yeah yeah you know it's it, the it, gameplay loop here yeah the, the the loop is 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 jerking off at certain cadences yeah it, it's like and what, trying not to bust what if no man's sky was more like gianna michaels and then you nut in your pants right yeah <laughs> uh, it's literally it's that that is also one-to-one -one, i think <laughs> honestly i i just love that you know people are finding fun inventive creative ways to enjoy themselves right this was disappointing to me because it's yet another aspect in which my inability to keep rhythm has fucked me over not right. just yeah. but I, I, just to be fair brett it's not this just that you don't have rhythm it's that also they're better editors because Reddit yep. user Big Red Rider. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Says this is a long time ago. So this is kind of a, this is nostalgic for me. <laughs> it uh, says and and somehow nearly as embarrassing doing a podcast about your articles as knocking. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Reddit user Big Red Rider says it takes him roughly forty hours to compose one. That blew my forty hours line. to compose one of his cock hero montages first. He organizes the storyboard, end quote. He storyboards he these things. He is storyboarding. He is the James Cameron of rhythmic wanking. Yeah. Uh, either, him, either him or the band Tool. Those yeah. are the two people. <laughs> yeah. That's 40 hours. Have you ever watched one of these? I have. Did, did, you, did you do it? Did you participate? Uh, I'll be honest. I tried for like 10 seconds when I was doing the story. I didn't get it. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I, I tried for a long. Here's the problem is the mechanics are good like i understand i'm good at rhythm games They're well made the gameplay mechanics work right it, it's it's no beat mania but I, I i i can appreciate what's yeah. going on there the problem is the the prurient material it's that bad. is supposed to be challenging you yeah if it's not actually if the difficulty isn't unfortunately 95 percent of all porn is terrible yeah, and, and yeah. the sort of people that are going to spend 40 hours rather than just, like, watching it. a radically different taste in porn than you do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that sounds like a simple life, being turned on by, like, that style of super, like, triple-A, lowest common denominator porn. But we don't live well, that it's, life. It's not, it's not total lowest common denominator, though, right? Because um, I think you said in this article, it might have been another one, though, that it's it's slightly kink because it's forcing some it's forcing yeah, so he yeah there's someone control. that says the idea he's removed one guy that participates in the kakura scene enjoys that by having to you know play this game he is removing control from you know the art of masturbation and in some ways that is like more appealing to him the fact that he has to last or you know, and that, 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 that you know, it's BDSM, baby. Yeah, this this comes up in the catfishing article. We're gonna get to in a a, a second too, which which is they want to do BDSM, mm -hmm. but human connection is is so people are so isolated and alienated, right? The human yeah, connection right. is just that that's untenable. Austerity. Yeah. So uh, this is a way for them to play the role of a sub 
without another human. I think in the article you say it's the way of participating in BDSM and being a sub, uh, but the only consequence you're ever faced with is your dick in your hand. Yeah, so <laughs> this started, it, it focuses on, there's a number of different accounts out there. The, the kink is getting catfished. The idea that you are sending money to someone you know is fake. That's the, that, that, that's the, that, 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 that's the crux of the article. So there's these accounts, these, these people that will like take photos of like an Instagram model, put up there and be like, hi, what's up? I'm, you know, Shopaholic Kelly is one of the names of the, uh, of the alleged woman here. And she like takes in the photos of this Instagram model named Vicky Lee. And this is the article on Mel called why guys are forking over money to get catfished on purpose. Right. There's no limit to what a Dom can do or what kinks and fantasies they can empower when they're literally too good to be true. Right. And yeah. Shopaholic Kelly is a proud and open catfish is the first sentence. Yes. So the kink is both. Um, there's a humiliation in getting ripped off by someone, you know, is fake. So it kind of like takes the catfishing motif of like the last 20 years and turns that into a, turns that into a kink. But also I think more interestingly, um, the guys that participate kind of feel in some ways, everyone in the kind of online Dom space is often a scammer or catfishing in some mm -hmm. ways. And, um, when you're working with a catfish, they can't really disappoint you because you know exactly where you're at, that this is a fake girl online and, um, that fake girl can say whatever they want to you to turn you on mm -hmm. where you'll never be, um, disappointed by that. I, if that makes sense. It does. This one was interesting to me because I almost felt like fundamentally it's not catfishing. Yeah. If you know, Right, right. That, that, that's the paradox. At that right? point, what you basically said is, here are pictures that I enjoy. Will you have like an interactive right. fantasy with me and so, with that I'll pay for? Right. Uh, it, like it's interactive literotica at yeah, that point with yeah. like choose your own picture. And so like, when, I, right, when I was interviewing the people that were running these accounts, I got to say, like when they were sending me messages and they had their like Twitter photo of some hot girl or whatever. Mm-hmm it like kind of works. You feel like you're talking to a girl. Like you're, the male brain is so weak that even when you know <laughs> you're talking to some fucking fake person on the internet, if they have like a picture of some girl, you're, you're gonna, your chemistry is gonna do the thing where you're being like, oh, this, is, this is a hot this. girl that's like paying attention to me. This is great. That was the thing that blew my mind of like, like I was like, I, I was like able to understand how this would actually work on people. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, Rob has a picture Rob's of a, a catfish thousands of times. Yeah. No, Rob catfishes people. Yeah, yeah. swing and a miss, sure. on, yeah, and a miss yeah. on that one. Yeah. yeah, no, I was I was gonna say it makes total sense. I, I on both sides, right? Like in terms of men being so weak, where it's just like at the point you're paying for a catfish fin dom, mm. you're already just like, yeah, I just I just need some amount of connection. It's right. fine. I remember being on EverQuest as a sexy dark elf and just standing yeah. outside of yeah. Inneruk. I want to say was scamming millions of people. Scamming is too strong. Right, I, I'm just standing there, going like, "This game is so hard. Like, it's just so hard to level and get items. I've already died five times. You might have seen my corpse laying over there. I can't go there because there's level five bears, and who can kill level five bears? Like, you probably have to play the game forever and be really good to well, do that. Everybody to like party up to kill anything. Uh, yeah, but it's like you you do that, and guys are just like, you know what? Genuinely, in my life, I am never 
going to encounter a dark elf in lingerie that needs me to kill a bear and I can actually do it and save the damsel in distress. Right. So the 15 minutes I spend interacting with you and being the hero is exactly why I got this game. So go ahead and have 4,000 platinum afterwards. This means nothing to me. I already have the best gear for every single slot. And on, on the other side, I remember playing, I know it's hard to imagine. I'm, Probably one of the coolest guys you've ever met now. But <laughs> back then, I played Vampire the Masquerade uh, mm. online. And it was, you know, it's like an adult themed thing. I know everyone playing it is just like a dork. You're right. on IRC. Yeah. You're a dork. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's just like once people start writing, you can arrange words in a way that is just objectively hot. And that's just text. Sure. So if you're just like, you know what, this is for all intents and purposes, a therapy session. This right. is like going to host bar in Japan. Uh, but what right. if um, it was Anna de Armas instead of my shitty therapist that tells me to do more self-care or whatever? <laughs> and yeah, that's the like, I, I think the most salient thing one of those doms said is like, listen, like I'm giving men exactly what they want. A hot girl on the internet paying attention to them. And the ugly truth is, um, I mean, I'm not like a fine dom expert, um, but I doubt like well, I, I can I, help you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get. Not uh, for free, obviously. Yeah, if you <laughs> exactly. Um, if you go to like a really world renowned fine dom or like a world renowned BDSM professional, mm-hmm. um, they're going to cost a lot of money. So instead, why don't you let your brain do the work it can do and go ahead and buy into who is most likely a dude on the internet putting up this front. But that's the other thing about that story is none of the people I interviewed uh, were willing to reveal their gender to me. I will. Or how they gendered their gender. I can reveal it to you now, male. That was my suspicion, yes. I mean, also because, uh, well, for two reasons. Number one, it's it's the whole like, okay, guys probably know what guys want to hear. So there's that. And the other thing is uh, we know from another one of your articles – that most of the women are making their money easier ways, not having to deal with FinDom right, guys yeah. that are constantly messaging them at like 7.30 a.m. Like, I hate going to work mm-hmm. and having to be like, oh, well, pay me some money and I'll wear some new lingerie. And I'm just right. like Googling Anna Darmus lingerie. Right. This makes it seem like I'm really into Anna Darmus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even pronouncing it right. Women don't have to put up with that because they can just rate people's dicks for $25 a pop. It's one of the best story. businesses there is. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Oh my God, this is the first male story I ever uh, wrote. Uh, dick rating. I forgot. I forgot this about this just favorite. now. Yeah. Yeah, we do um, our homework here. Dick rating. Yeah. So that there is a uh, industry of. Uh, um, it seems like it's pretty common. I think most women that are doing sex work, and there really is a story to be written about how sex work has become kind of the like one of the things people are doing you know like very, oh, I, very mainstream you say this in the first of all like uh we collab and are listened to by a good number of sex workers so just head heads up there okay, <laughs> as, sure. yeah, as yeah, we yeah. go in uh but yeah it's one of those things that you say in the article where if you're already receiving and this is just a horrible reality of of the capitalist hellscape we're in mm-hmm. Right. And all the things we hit before toxic masculinity, the patriarchy, all that shit. You're already receiving unsolicited dick pics right. that you just have to all the time deal with. Yeah. So by putting a price on it, right. you're, you're not only are you like turning it into a kink? Well, you're, you're not only shaping their behavior saying, yeah. hey, 
explicitly, if you want to do this, which right. history has shown me you do, regardless of what I say right, yeah. or consent to, uh, this is now the price. Right. It's all up front. So uh, this sucks, but at least I'm now getting paid from this thing I never really wanted to do in the first place. Right, yeah. That yeah. seemed to be the vibe. And the, 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 the people doing it were very, like, I, I kind of expected them to either say, oh, yeah, I tell them all that their dick is huge, or, oh, I humiliate them and tell them how small their dick is. Well, I they, they it was like you wouldn't the... pay for someone to tell you your dick is huge. You right. would just get a girlfriend. It's, it's true. <laughs> But I guess the alternative is I thought it would be like kind of like a humiliation kink thing. But what I learned from the woman I spoke to, it's like, no, I just give a completely honest appraisal. It's like a fucking like, like, like a really honest critique. We got a 360 feedback yeah. about your dick. Like a, like a one to 100 point scale on what I think of your dick, which I thought was really interesting of. Yeah, this is why men are paying women for accurate critiques. Yeah, accurate. Exactly. Accurate critiques. But what you get out of this is like a lot of the women are craftsmen about it. I like I thought as well it would be like a fairly straightforward. Once you okay, so it's not a kink where you're just giving an assessment, so you're just like pumping them out. And they're like, oh no, we have a list of talking points. Uh, one of them said she always tells her subject which Pokemon or video game character her subject right, penis yeah, brings to I mind. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one looked exactly like a Diglett. Right. Right. I just thought right. like I don't know that I want my dick compared to a Pokemon character. Well, you probably don't want your dick rated in general. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I've never. How often? Anytime there's like a court deposition or something, we have had we have been subjected to to having to hear descriptions of so many powerful people's dicks, and it's always yes. the most mm. gruesome thing. Yeah. And I don't think it's because rich people have grosser dicks or gross dicks make you uh, more interested in accumulating wealth. Though I am going to write that down, lest I forget. <laughs> well, that might need more research. Uh, it, it's just that all dicks don't stand up to flowery prose. Dicks are not <laughs> the most aesthetically pleasing things in the world. Why would you write about dicks? You that write about being sunset? said, yeah. I don't know if I speak for everyone. I think I actually do, though. I think every dude goes through a period of like, oh, is my dick bad? Bad dick is a problem that you could yeah, have. Sure. And, and this is why, look. I'm actually, this seems like a crazy thing. You read the story, you read the headline, certainly, and you're like, why would you pay a random woman to go like, okay, here's, here's what I think about your dick. Right? And the article you talk about, because you can't trust your girlfriend. Your girlfriend's not going to tell you if your dick sucks. Which, by the way, is rational. They probably should, though. Should or shouldn't? They should. No. Um, no, okay, they shouldn't <laughs> say your dick sucks, but it'd be, not, you, okay. If it's, yes if and it, no. If it's purely, it's like you, your dick is always going to suck, don't tell me, but if there's something I can do better with it, then I wouldn't mind knowing. Yeah, on the one hand, open communication lines, like, and that sort of radical honesty right. when it comes to sexuality and if you your relationship. If you think my dick is small, don't tell me. It, Outside like, of that. That's good because you want to be able to satisfy each other, and communication is, right. like, the number one way that you do that. Like, yeah. dick is two or three or whatever sure. the fuck behind yeah. communication. On the other hand, I'm not a woman, but I imagine telling guys that they got bad dick is a great way to get uh, domestic violence. Right. And like they're in real threat. That's a good point. If they yeah. piss off the right. random guy. So it's hard to come back from that. It makes total sense. The guys in your article, they're just like, you know what? I can't trust my girlfriend on my dick. Good. That totally right. irrational. Yeah. The fact that they can pay twenty five dollars. Not that much and money. Not really. that much money yeah, no. to really have not? an insecurity handled for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then you can move yeah. on yeah. as a man who thinks about a, his dick significantly less. You're a better it's human a, it's for like it. It's like an impulse buy. 
you know, it's an impulse buy that makes I'm gonna you more enlightened. Yeah. It's such an incredibly male approach to insecurity, though, of being like, I'm insecure about this thing. Therefore, this problem needs to be solved. How do I solve it permanently? It's not like getting to love myself, right, getting to yeah. know, getting comfortable. It's like, I'm just going to have someone objectively tell me if it's good or bad, and then I'll know, and then I can just also, live with it, that it, truth. It reveals like an anxiety. I think, I think you need to be an anxious person for all of a sudden you're going to kind of like point your anxiety towards your dick size. You're just going to have like a month-long period where you're going to be like, oh, God, I'm really worried about my dick. I mean, this was the one that I think like most captures for me a lot of what's going on in these articles about like modern masculinity is having no fucking idea what how you're supposed to act because every old dude you know is telling you to be a massive piece of shit. Right, and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't yeah, want to do that. Right. And there's just plenty of guys who don't have any interest in being like some dominant asshole. Like it's just not something they want to do in the beginning. Right. But you're like, all right, I know I don't want to do that, but what the fuck do I do? I know. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know. I know that I get judged a lot on this. Women make fun of this shit all the time. And every medium I see, this is a thing people talk about. So like, maybe that's a thing I should I'm be worried about. I'm tying my, like the concept of masculinity and power to it for some reason. Right. Which uh, that, that's the to. only way I know how to be within society so it really i fuck i guess this is really important now yeah so you, what you end up with is like i don't know how to act all i know is there are all these points of possible insecurity or pitfalls if all i want is like a decent life and a decent relationship i can see all these pitfalls that'll hit me right and, right. and cause me to either get made fun of or lose out on those things yeah. and i'm just trying to figure out how the fuck it's to funny navigate when people them. talk about it, like that being said i do often i think a lot i speak for a lot of guys where i don't know if we have the right like role models even to know oh, like no. Keanu Reeves. I, I, that's not like a bad Keanu Reeves is a good one that's not a bad place to start but i um i don't know i do wish i had more role models i guess that's my long and short way of saying that i wish i had better uh better yeah absolutely because i mean basically every almost every rich and famous man it falls into some level of the old school version of masculinity because right. because they think by having made it, now it's very easy to project confidence, which is supposed to be a thing you do as a man, right? Yeah. It's very easy to assume that like you have sexual prowess because pretty much everybody's gonna lie to you because you're rich and powerful, right? Yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. right? And, and so with older men, they think like, that means I can do literally whatever I want, which is right. why the vast majority of them are monsters. I have no problem brushing with it, yeah. doing a broad swath for that one. But like for everyone else, you're just left with like, well, then what the fuck? Like, crying cool not crying is right. that is that okay if i'm into ballet is that cool or am i gonna get made fun of right ballet and, very cool five years ballet that, like that's if, always my secret <laughs> trivia thing that i use in you know five years do i have a normal dick is that okay is that am I, am I gonna lose out on a relationship if i don't have a normal dick the good thing about doing screwed? ballet is the leotard makes clear to everyone if you have a normal dick so i don't have to pay the 25 dollars <laughs> avoided that <laughs> But you just start running into the like, all right, well, then how the fuck, like the day to day stuff of like, well, everyone just told me constantly, like, I'm not allowed to do X, Y, and Z to be a man. And you're like, all right, well, if that's not true, is the opposite true? Is there some other thing that I'm unaware of in the like the universe possibilities that I can do? Yeah. Right. And, and, and so you see people constantly try to redefine it, but it's always with the basis of like, not that then go to something else. Yeah, yeah. It's also where the right wing people make all their money. It's how Mike Cernovich fucking gets big right. is by saying like, you don't know where it is. I'm telling you, it's actually a, a hyper version of the old one. Right. You, we're going to take that and we're going to fucking jack it up on some gorilla steroid bullshit. And that's, <laughs> that's what masculinity is. Yeah. And it's like, well, obviously that's fucking dumb. Yeah. The way, the way to be a true man is actually to act like a different species. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be even that's more insane. galaxy brain conservative yeah. mindset. But you do run into the thing where you go like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. 
but then you still, if you say, especially if you're a, a straight man, you go like, all right, well, every woman is clearly signaling that if I'm not doing pretty well, mm. probably not going to get as many dating opportunities. Right. Like just full stop. And with modern dating and swiping, it's so fucking easy to experiment that one out and go like do an A-B test. Like I have a job. I don't have a job and see how many swipes you get and go right. like, all right. So, yeah, there's a fundamental like I need to be in a stable, semi-successful yeah. position in an era of society in which fucking no one is. And you, you're you like, need to have some value. Yeah, it's like, it's which, like, by the that's way, terrifying. One, one of the, the social factors that only serves to increase through the fucking mediation of capital there are alienation from each other. Because now even the most human fucking thing possible, reproduction, which right, is what yeah. everything inside your body is screaming at you to do every single day by design selfish gene richard dawkins one good idea basically <laughs> right even that is now impossible because there's very certain social markers you need for it to be viable at least on online dating right? yeah but so you're it's this constant like i if i can't hit those then what the fuck am i doing and do i have to hit those to even be considered valuable in the first place and so you're just left in a constant like anxiety ridden where the fuck am i going what am i doing what right. do I have that's vaguely good, or maybe I have a problem that I haven't even noticed yeah. yet, and that's why I, people I don't. Think don't. This is like gender specific either. I think. Oh, it's yeah. oh worse for women. Yeah, for sure. Way worse for women. Oh, that part for yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, but as men, you go like, all right, well, what do I do? Well, I'm gonna have somebody. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pay somebody to converse with me and help me live a fantasy, right. and you know, to, it'll, I'll pretend it's a picture of this hot girl. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to somebody and they'll solve this insecurity for me, right? right? Or, or like, I can I just enjoy a thing that's designed for pregnant women? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, and so uh, if you don't want to actually engage with this stuff, another way is just stay home, put up blackout curtains, and create a perfect man cave that no one can ever <laughs> penetrate. And when I say no one, that includes uh, all of your photonic friends. <laughs> and, and Luke, you wrote probably my favorite People article. People say this. People like this article. It resonated. Yeah. Um, if if you look right there, I know I'm I'm eyeing it right now. <laughs> you, we, we, we're of the same cult. I feel, but here's the. Uh, thing. So I'm about to move in. Uh, me, 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 and my girl are about to about to cohabitate, Woo! and the and the <laughs> argument about the blackout curtains, where they're allowed to hang, if they're allowed to hang in our bedroom, if they're going to hang in the office, has become. Contentious one. So the the title of the article, which every person should read, this is, I mean, I read a lot of shit for my MFA, where you like you were really encouraged to dig deep and like right. try try to probe what what does this mean in a greater sense. Right. I I didn't really understand any of the stuff there, but mm -hmm. this every time I come back to it, I'm like, there's a lot to unpack here. Why are men so obsessed with blackout curtains? Yeah. You say, I know a boy room when I see one, and there is perhaps no greater signifier than a maniacal Dracula-like commitment to abject darkness. Yes, 100%. <laughs> this is an excellent article. Can you hit us with like the So I, when I talk about this, the I, we, I think what we're really talking about is gamer chic. Yes. What gamers like to do with their, with their bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as someone that plays video games, uh, I, think, I think Black O'Curtains has been a constant presence in my life. <laughs> of reducing screen glare and just liking liking darkness uh i i, I there's, it's hard to like it's hard to intellectualize this too much but if i was going to i think the reason men tend to like blackout curtains is that men 
are less predisposed to really, they're more functionally driven than aesthetically driven in a lot of ways. And the idea of I'm going to hang out, hang up some objectively kind of ugly giant black curtains to make my room darker is more of a male thing than, you know, the way a woman might design their bedroom where their curtains might focus on a more aesthetic purpose, shall we say. Rather than utilitarian. Well, yeah. now, uh, you, you interviewed um, a lot of interesting people, and there's a, there's a couple, like, uh, mutually exclusive theories here. Yeah. But the idea that men are more into the functional and women are more into the aesthetic, right. another way of, of phrasing that that you do in the article is that when they're in their spaces, generally they're spaces that the only concern is themselves. Right. Right. Sure. They're, they're often like a den or a garage. No yeah. one gives a shit. And what they do there does not involve setting the place for right. visitors. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't want glare on the screen on their dope TV in the den. Whereas right. women are concerned with like the living room, the kitchen, the areas of the house, right. the, that, right. that sort of stuff. The, they're the, thinking the, of people that aren't themselves, which is a very the male bedroom. Thing. The male bedroom and the black of curtains and the gigantic neon fucking desktop display with the fucking water-cooled PC is Be very similar. careful because you are within eyesight. Is that? Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, that, that is... Uh, um, it's me, just, be, just the listener. Uh, I, 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 I'm, we were I, owning Brett. You can't yeah. see our eye lines. It's not water cool. I, I, I know better than water cool. Don't brag PC. about not water cooling your PC. How dare you? The black of curtains, <laughs> desktop, fucking neon water cooler thing. That is the equivalent of the sports basement or the. Yeah. In my in my case, my dad, he had a garage where he had a Triumph motorcycle, and when we had parties, they would congregate. Oh shit! My dad was on a Triumph. There too. you go. Yeah. Um, he still has that thing. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that. About. 30 years from now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> well, the good news. That was me. No, I, I don't, I don't want no, to. No, I mean, in fairness to your dad, the thing about being a motorcycle rider is you probably won't have to wait 30 years. That's true, but he never rides it these days. Maybe because he wants to Come on, dad, on to do it. better. <laughs> I'm on your side now. Um, like he would, when we had parties, they would, he and his dad friends would go to the garage and hang out around the Triumph and talk and, and drink. And I think, what you just said, citing the professor is the same thing. That is a very male space. This there is Professor is not, Tristan Bridges from UCAL Santa Barbara. Who has Barbara. written a very interesting paper. He's researched a ton on the concept of man caves. Yeah, so say more about that. Right, so like a, um, from his perspective, a garage where a triumph is and a certain gloomy room with a lot of black curtains where people play video games is kind of in the same category. And like you said, when you were citing his paper, um, in those kind of spaces, um, they're generally going to be set up in places where no one else is going to visit because yeah. the true um, arbiter of a living space, your wife, or your girlfriend, whoever you're living, they're going to take care of everything else. The man cave is going to be condemned to a distant corner of the house. The man cave is not a place of privilege. Right, yeah. It, it's a room of last resort. Exactly, and the last resort typically doesn't have a ton of windows. And those windows that do exist, you might put a blackout curtain. So that was his hypothesis. You've already decided that. I, I, I've always loved the people, the, the professors I talk to. So I always come with them with like a really weird, hey, I know you brought this thing. So I'm writing this thing about blackout curtains. I have to come with them with this really kind of oblique angle that I'm sure they're, they've never thought about. And they're willing to go and like, well, I guess you could say this. They're willing to play along with me, um, which I, I always appreciate when I do my stories. Uh, hey, look, look, professors also need to get citations. It's true, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's got a job, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, who's going to talk to professors all about but no? 
Give me that yes and. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you give me a button that was professor, I don't know what, what, you're, what you're doing. <laughs> so he said in the article that like uh, there was a source you talk to right, who, yeah. who goes, well, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I go in the living room and I turn on the light and my girlfriend thinks it's crazy because why right. would you not just throw open the curtains? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that that gets to a point of the story of uh, maybe there's something within the male brain where you're like you want to dominate the, the, the light in your in your in your apartment. It's not. The, I think I even say this to the sun. You're you're taking the battle to the sun. You're saying, "Fuck you." Yeah. What's Earth, more masculine you, than sun. saying the sun will not stop yeah. me from gaining? I am going to choose how much light there is in my room at all times. I'm sort of on the <laughs> other side of of waging a masculine war against the sun. Yeah. It's just you know I'm going to end up gaming at some point on balance in this day anyway. So if I open the blackout curtains, yeah. I'm going to have to close them again. And also, there's a thing about being a gamer. When you're gaming at like let's say 1:30 p.m. and the sun is shining outside and you're just in your room gaming, that makes you feel like a real piece of shit. There is something True. I've always felt about that, yeah. like kind of like high noon, just fucking bright sun outside. It's high yeah. noon for married couples taking their children to a PTA event. <laughs> you are role playing as a cat boy on Final Fantasy XIV's <laughs> most recent expansion. So a cat boy? Yeah, you can be a cat boy. Uh, but the last thing I, I have to uh, ask you about, which which seems really lame, after you wrote an article about a BDSM community. This is a pre-Trump article. It's like, a pre. This was this simpler S times. September 2016, I think. Yeah. It's simpler times when people weren't horny for the American left and a progressive movement. They were just horny for uh, finding a Reinhardt that they could heal I mean, as I, mercy. I believe they are still horny for mercy and Reinhardt and all these things. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, you can multitask. You can canvas for Bernie and come by uh, healing Reinhardt yeah. in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And this is another like I I, I the thing about explaining some of these articles is they're so high concept it's tough to drill them down in a succinct way. But um, so if you so there's a if you're playing a multiplayer video game, you might be playing support, a role called support, which you're kind of healing and abating your teammates. Why would anyone do that? It seems like cuck mentality. Generally, Wouldn't you just pick the carry and then let other people sort it you, out? You know, you're not wrong because that support is traditionally the least popular thing you can play. Because I've always thought uh, carry or insta-lock mid right, and then yeah. tell people that you'll feed if you don't get your way. <laughs> that's what a gentleman does. But, uh, just, I mean, that but is, that's why okay, I found this okay. article I mean, so Rob, interesting. That is the gorilla mindset. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, the gorilla mindset is mid-carry always. I walk up to mid lane <laughs> on my hand's knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> that's your plan as Winston. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> point being is... There's community there's a community gamers that like the idea of healing other people on their team to achieve sexual gratis gratification. The idea of I'm going to be in subservience to this person in the way that like a mistress in like a BDSM dungeon might have a slave, but in the gaming realm, so you can kind of jerk off as you're healing. Uh, Winston as he charges into battle. That's the that that's the crux of it. I think that's the best way I can drill it down after about five beers um, in the twilight of a podcast. Outside of I just do genuinely love that these people are enjoying Overwatch. Outside of outside of the fact that they're finding a way to enjoy it, that's great. I I am entertained by the fact that that now is crossing because that like that normal tank support dynamic isn't Overwatch specific. Oh yeah, yeah, it's 
it's just most clear right now in Overwatch gets the big game. Right. But I hope that continues on because, like, honestly, it's kind of adorable. Uh, the healer is not always the sub. The healer can you, be... You've probably read this article more, more recently than I have, yes. Uh, no, I'm just probably baseline hornier. They can also be <laughs> what you call a, a sundere. <laughs> this is, I don't know. This is not in my article. This is some independent research. Yeah, so the idea that, like, you're the healer, but you're the dom. And you uh -huh. have to take care of your dumb Reinhardt you're like master blaster. Oh, Sundari. You're sitting on top. Is that top. how that's pronounced? T s u n d e r e. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> is that how it's pronounced? For a good twenty seconds, I thought I slid it no, through. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, you could, I absolutely ask the wrong people it, on that you, one. There's more of a switch thing involved yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that makes where sense. it's not that the tanks yeah. are all the alphas. Sometimes the tanks are it's like, like kind of kinky, like you're dying out there, and I'm the only one that can save you. You would die without me. You can't do shit right. without me. Yeah. So listen to me, and I'll direct you right also it should be said overwatch uh objectively in the running of the horniest game of all time it, do we have a counter example I mean, it's is, a strong there is, contender. there's more overwatch porn and porn than any other video it's game just sheer longevity not... and popularity in the modern area it's hard to compete with that yeah, it if is... mass effect came out now maybe but, no, but like what are a different the, sort of who's gonna i i mass effect so much more wholesome that like i fell in love with tally even though she was like a fucking like in a full body suit Steam based, yeah, yeah life but that's form. only because you're a pedophile. <laughs> Wait, is she like 16? Yep, I was like 16 when I played it. It's fine. Mass Effect 2 when I come out, 2009, yes, ish, 2009, yeah, I was 17. It's fine. I like how you somehow found the one acceptable yeah, I, I, way I, I, to date Tally, yeah. the loophole, yeah, the one. I've been railing against Tally romancers for a long time. I've never considered the fact that, like, oh, I'm old as fucking dying. Young people are just like, what is it? What, what is when it? I first met her, we were both 15. What does it say about the left that? There, there's such a correlation between people that like are militant about Bernie Sanders and also people that have serious opinions about the tally romance in Mass Effect 2. I feel like that because we, much like Bernie Sanders, uh, we are looking out for vulnerable women, even though we get backlash <laughs> for it. We understand the systems that harm and help them. All right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, this has been a this has been a substantial one. We, we've definitely we put in the labor. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's good or bad you have to respect that if you're a socialist fucking owned by logic listener that's right mm -hmm. that's right every time you hit play on dumb and awful you're stepping into the logic dojo just be on your toes <laughs> uh so so luke it's been it's been awesome uh to talk yeah, about all this for having me. do you have like is is there like a a promo section like how, uh, can, how can people fall if they're like damn this guy makes some good points how do they you can, follow you can follow me at, at Luke underscore Winky on, on Twitter where I where I post all you're of my... You're probably going to want to spell that. Yeah, you're right. That's uh... If you can't spell Luke, figure it out oh, on yeah, your own. You can figure that part out. My last name is W-I-N-K-I-E. Winky. W-I-N-K-I-E. Um, and on Twitter, that's where I will post uh, the things I write about um, when it comes to adult entertainment, male masturbation habits, uh, video games. This is the whole gambit of... Uh, but you usually within the, the 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 deeper crevices of the internet is where I where I tend to report. So you you can keep tabs on that there. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, just and also just you know like you know salt. Just keep me keep me rolling through uh through through year six of freelancing. You know like it's it's a tough <laughs> road out there. So the grind. All all the support I can get makes me feel good. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, support Luke. All right, all thanks for listening. Uh, if you want back episodes, uh, go to Patreon. We have all of them up for you, um, including additional content and stuff where I send out food sometimes when I am just 
baking a lot because that's who I am. Or if you just want to come in and bullshit with us, we also have the Discord. So support Luke. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time.